and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast that takes you behind the audition room doors and through to a world where things go wrong every single day. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford, I am your host, and each week a guest from the world of entertainment, theatre, comedy or music joins me to go through our listener audition submission bag. And this week is the first episode I have ever recorded with somebody in the same room as me. That's right. It is a real-life person. She is the most beautiful guest I've ever had, the nicest guest I've ever had, definitely the funniest guest I've ever had. Keep because... going, keep going. <laughs> she is my wife. <laughs> it's Jessica Bartlett-Walford. Hi, husband. Oh, you, I, I told you not to talk yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jess... <laughs> Jess and I uh, have worked together for ages as well as obviously being together. We've worked as casting directors, producers, singers, performers, loads of different things. So I figured why not get Jess on for a lovely episode as well. And you've got some stories, I hope. I know you have because you've told me a lot of them. You've already used most I've of them. I've used a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that as we go along. If this is your first episode listening to the show, make sure you tweet along or pop uh, Instagram story on as you listen at Don't Call Us Pod. And if you think as you listen, you've got one of those stories that you'd like to send into the show that we can tell our next guests, then email don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. But for now, I think we should uh, get on. It's weird having a guest in the intro already because I normally say, and now we start the show. But um, are you ready to start the show? I think so. Yes, okay. This is weird. <laughs> we're here. We're sat here. Let's do it. This is as close <laughs> to normal life as we're going to get recording this podcast. <laughs> I miss Zoom. All right, everyone. We will start the show with the same question we do every week, but I get to ask it in person this week. Woohoo! On with the show. So, welcome, wife. <laughs> welcome. What? Welcome to my podcast. Why? Thank you. How did you get this booking? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I had to marry you a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so for those people who uh, listen to the podcast regularly, we start each show by asking our guest how they feel about auditions in the form of the question. What do auditions mean to you? So Jess, tell us, how are you with auditions? I know obviously we don't go for many now, but... <laughs> How did you prefer doing them as a performer? Do you prefer doing them now working more as an agent and as a producer and a casting team person? Tell me how you are with them. There's three very different answers to this question <laughs> because it means very different things. With very different hats on. So hat number one. Hat number one. Performer. One word. Terrifying. <laughs> You've listened to the show then. Yes. <laughs> Terrifying. As a performer, no thank you. I I don't remember the last time that I went into an audition room on my own, but the, the sheer thought of it now petrifies me. I just don't know how people do it. I, I just don't. I, it, it, yeah, it makes me, it's, it's panicking me, just the thought of going mm. in and doing it now. It, it's really odd, but to think it was just a part of everyday life for many many years yeah it it is it is a strange process to to 
like actively paid to train to have to do like you said yeah. pretty much on a daily basis back in the day yeah why do we put ourselves through it because <laughs> we love the art form the art form <laughs> the art form okay so <laughs> as a performer you hated it as an <laughs> as a producer or a casting director mm -hmm. we we both worked and panto will be a a mm -hmm. factor in today's show we, oh, yes. we, we <laughs> yes. you, also listeners i genuinely haven't told jess the stories sometimes when i record with, <laughs> with guests o over the internet or zoom i i say oh this story came in this story is quite a good one and i'll give jess a sneak peek but you genuinely <laughs> listen to the show when you're yeah. up here doing your uh, doing some handwriting uh, work i don't mean learning how to handwrite I mean, like paid, <laughs> paid for handwriting jobs. That makes yes. you sound like you're still in school. Um, but we work, we worked for a long time uh, for production company mm -hmm. as like an in-house casting team. So how was, was that a better experience for you in the audition room? Did you much prefer to be the other side of the table, as it were? Oh, I loved it. My favourite part of just any of putting any production on is the auditions and meeting people and just that excitement of what people are mm. going to bring into the room and the uh, the joy and the funny moments and the oh my <laughs> well, gosh I mean, <laughs> now we've got this the funny moments <laughs> yeah just i loved i loved it i just yeah that's the best part of auditions definitely prefer being on the other side of the table um i just uh, yeah brilliant and now as an agent as well it's slightly different. It is slightly different. It's slightly it? different. But when I hear that our clients have an audition, it's a different kind of feeling. It's a feeling of hope and pride as well because we're sending them out to go and do something that we've put them forward for and someone on the other end of our message has gone, yeah, we think you're right. We mm. think they can do this job. And yeah. then we know that they can do this job because we wouldn't have put them up for it. We wouldn't it. have hired and them and put them up for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And we know how good they are. So it's really exciting when that happens as well. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a strange feeling. Ooh, good it's Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Strange. This is what this whole episode is going to be like. I feel like a terrified teenager here. Like, I've just got to do my best. <laughs> my best podcast. My wife's here. Um, it, that's a very good point. Like, it's a very strange feeling. Mm. But it is one of pride, and yeah. the audition. The audition is. I'm just saying it again. <laughs> when when a client, again, Corona aside, in in normal times, when auditions are much more regular. Regular. Oh my god, I'm falling apart. I am falling. That's the trailer for this week's show. Christopher, the episode where Christopher falls apart because Why his wife. Am I falling apart? <laughs> <laughs> don't call us we'll call you <laughs> nice uh, thank you oh this is it's, this is falling apart already um the getting the audition is the is the hard part we've said this countless times before mm. when you're in the room i know it's easier said than done you've already done the work by getting in the room being in the room you know you can do it you know how well you can perform whether it's a dance routine or singing a song you know you can do it and the more you think of when you're in an audition room or a casting room that I'm just here to have a good time. I'm here mm. to show you why I'm good enough. Yeah, I wish. Not am a, I good enough. I wish as a performer, I knew that. Yeah. I wish as a performer, I had the point of view that I do now. It would probably have given me a bit more confidence to get into a room and go, well, they've already asked me in here. So they think that I am good enough yeah. to be here. So I just have to seal the deal, surely. 
Yeah, you, they think you're good enough to be there because they've asked you to be there. So this is you going, know that I'm good enough. Yeah. And, and trust me to do it, whether it's a, you know, nine month cruise job, whether it's a, a year in the West End or whether it's a commercial that you have to hula hoop while standing on your head for. There's lots of different ways that you, you can prove yourself, but just by being as authentic to yourself as possible, I think, is a, a really good start. That's why we make this show, isn't it? You know, we we make this show so that if and when auditions get back to the regularity that they were and are is are back to being in person as opposed to, you know, having to scream at an iPhone <laughs> stacked on top of saucepans <laughs> and cookbooks <laughs> with a blanket <laughs> over your head to stop the noise bleed then you'll be in a much better mindset if you listen to the show and hear that everyone who's within the industry has the same feelings and and, mm. every, and reminding yourself that everyone in that room now more than ever cannot wait to see you. They cannot wait to, yeah. to do that. I was lucky enough to go. Obviously, you couldn't come because of numbers, but and we have a baby who, by the way, we are <laughs> racing to, to <laughs> he's going to wake up any minute for his night feed we're recording this literally a few hours before i release it um i was lucky enough to go to an agent panel day the other day and meet mm. 40 fantastic students from a, a leading drama school in london and it was the first time this year that i've been in a room with other people singing and being able to be in the room where people are performing to say please sign me and it was an amazing feeling a very mm. strange feeling and, and I think since Jessica and I have taken over the agency that we work for uh, which happened in September that's the first time I've been in the room when it's been our agency as well so there was a lot of pride in an audition room and, mm. and if that's how auditions are going to be for me from now on I love it I, I cannot wait to to mm -hmm. be in a room again and have people say please oh, hello this is me this is how good I am because as soon as I realised that's how you should feel and that's how they are feeling, because I, I did get that vibe, I, I thought it was great. It was fantastic. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different feeling, isn't it? And I'm glad that you feel that as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm quite jealous that I know. you got to go the other day. I, I wish I could have been there. I know. Well, next <laughs> time. I took, my, I took John, the co-producer of this show, my friend. He co-produces the show. Um, friend. friend it's quite nice i had my literal best man next to me working for an agency <laughs> that he works for i was there and we just had people singing in our faces for three oh. and a half hours meeting new people <laughs> it was wonderful it was wonderful yeah can we do that every day if anyone fancies sure. just singing for us just just skype us well i can, we'll listen. I can sing in your face in the kitchen if you like I'm or busy. just anywhere really I'm oh okay, really, busy. really busy really <laughs> busy <laughs> So are you ready for me to tell you our listener audition confessions from the week? I am so ready. I haven't had my fix this week at all because you've kept them from me. <laughs> ah! This is the, <laughs> Honestly, this is the weirdest episode for me because I have, I have eye contact with a person listening to the stories. Poor, oh. poor you. <laughs> it's quite nice being sat on a little sofa upstairs in the room that I, I normally am Zooming someone the other side of the world listening to. It's, it's very nice. <laughs> Listeners, we have a cup of tea. We have a jammy heart biscuit from Greg's that Our Jessica bought. A new obsession. A new obsession, <laughs> jammy hearts. Greg's, if you want to sponsor the podcast, please do. 
Uh, if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, please do. <laughs> I need a new microphone. <laughs> so these these auditions this week, uh, if you are listening for the first time, they have been submitted by listeners to our store uh, to our show, um, viewers of our Instagram videos, uh, followers on Twitter. Anyone who's auditioned and who knows about the show is uh, welcome to send them in to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Everything is anonymized unless it is integral to the story and the listener and the story. Uh, experiencer has told us to tell you what it is so with all that palaver out of the way let's get in yes are you all right are you ready for this because this is the first time i'm telling you them in person i'm so excited i can't believe you've actually let me loose on here (laughs) to listen and react oh dear i'm burning up already jess this is great (laughs) so this story was emailed in a week or so ago um and i've been saving it for you this (laughs) is from a listener who was auditioning for something as a child. Hmm. Um, She starts by saying, love the podcast. Thank you. Always a good way to start your messages to us. Thank you very much. Winning. (laughs) She said, this is a classic demo of me being an idiot child. (laughs) Very hard on yourself already. So the dance school around the corner from my house was very well connected. And I ended up getting an audition to play Jane Banks in the original 2005 cast of Mary Poppins. Oh, Nice. Now, good start to a story already. It was the first pro audition I'd ever attended, and my mum and I had absolutely no idea of the etiquette. (sighs) I I turned up in a Roma football shirt. It had my name on the back. I thought it would help me be identified. And shorts, (laughs) completely bemused by hundreds of girls with perfect Jane Banks hair and outfits. (laughs) Before I attended the audition... I'd been told that I could not cry or show any emotion if I did not get through. Any complaining would see me blacklisted by the casting director. Of course, this isn't true. But as a kid, I wasn't going to test it out. (laughs) (laughs) I resolved to not speak unless spoken to and do exactly as I was told. I got through to the second round. There were about 40 children in the room, four rows of ten. We had to perform Let's Go Fly a Kite while stumbling back and forth pretending to find the kite difficult to control. I thought it had gone really well. At the risk of sounding big-headed, I had a strong voice for my age. After we'd done all of the tasks, I was absolutely desperate for the toilet. (laughs) But But I was so worried that I would miss something if I went to the loo. People were talking, the panel were moving around us for what seemed like hours. (laughs) Eventually, I couldn't stand it any longer and I ran to the toilets right at the other side of the hall. I did the quickest wee of my life, but came back to a fractured room. I'd missed the announcement of who was going through to the (gasps) third round, which was to be held that afternoon. Half of the room were ecstatic, but the other half miserably exiting from the front door. I was totally flummoxed. As a child in general, I had significant anxiety around talking to grown-ups, so I couldn't bring myself to ask what was going on. I couldn't even see an adult to approach because they were all so busy dealing with various things. With the threat of the casting director's judgment ringing through my head, I just walked out of the room. I distinctly remember that as I approached the door to leave, one of the panellists gave me a really puzzled look, which now, as I reflect back, translated to... Did we really decide to send you home? Really? But there were so many children in one place, he wasn't going to challenge it. I quickly found my mum and we immediately exited and went home. No! I didn't tell my mum what happened. (gasps) 
I didn't have an agent, and even if I had been asked to stay, I doubt they would have chased due to having to sift through thousands of children. Now, normally, it would be pretty likely that I just didn't get through. Loads of kids get sent home. But four months later, one of the original child pairs needed to be replaced. I attended the auditions, got through all eight rounds, eight <gasps> rounds as a kid, Whoa. Jesus, and was cast as Jane. <gasps> so I still joined the original cast in the end, oh. just a few months later. Nothing about me had changed in those four months. Who knows if I was actually meant to be in the first cast the first <gasps> time round. Oh my goodness, she so was. <sighs> that was so clear. That is <gasps> fate in a bottle, that. Oh. You, you thought there was going to be an accident in the room to start that. That whole story was a journey. That really took me places. <laughs> that took me so many places. Oh, my God. The poor love. Poor love. I mean, I know who you are. Thank you so much for emailing that in. Also, great memory, because that was a while ago. Yeah. And eight rounds. Eight rounds as a grown-up is a lot. As a children. I've I've got I've got feelings about children being in audition situations you know this mm. and i just that is that's a lot for a child to process it's a lot to, it's an intense situation um i don't know what it's like now obviously i am not a child mm. um and even though we have a child he won't be going into those situations unless he wants to mm. but that is that is a lot and and i don't think she necessarily did anything wrong but she maybe could have said said do you want me to go that's all you need to do to say, oh. but you're not, you, you don't have the confidence as a child. Oh, goodness. Oh, poor thing. I'm just, I'm just so glad that she actually got, yeah. got there what a, the what a relief that you were in the cast originally. Oh. I mean, by those pieces of information, we can absolutely work out who you are. <laughs> I just realised. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Did you go for things as, as a child? Did you ever go for auditions where you... We're potentially going to be in either a West End show, you live quite close to London, or a touring show or anything like that. Was that part of your life? I don't know that. Not really. It's funny you ask that because I was trying to think of audition stories and things that perhaps <laughs> I hadn't already given to you. <laughs> and this did like pop into my head. I was thinking, well, what about my first ever auditions? Oh, Oh God! I... My memory is nowhere near as good as uh, as this person that's just sent that in, and all I can think of were first auditions would probably have been for Amdram things. Yeah, and, and yeah, youth yeah. Theater. I mean, it must have been. And I think the only recollection, then possibly my first professional audition, was probably when I was about fifteen or sixteen, and say I think it was like the local pantomime were looking for youngsters to play like a, a principal role but I think you were winning the principal role and I think I can mm. remember I can remember going in and uh it being my first audition and probably going in with something like a a Victoria Wood monologue or something like that hey that's not a bad <laughs> shout um but I was 15 it was probably a little bit well um, actually I can even remember I think it was a, <laughs> I think my go-to as a 15 year old my go-to monologue was Victoria Woods' bag lady. I think she was like shouting <laughs> at pigeons on a park bench or something like that. I can't remember. It's a very funny piece, but maybe not quite right for someone that's going into audition for like principal boy or girl. That's just your life now, just sitting on a park bench <laughs> screaming at birds. But it's usually because our son is He's about to be attacked them. by them at the duck pond in Blackheath. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was trying to think of that. 
and it would and, and and that was probably one of my first auditions and then going in for the youth theater and going in and seeing the first song I've ever learned which is probably memory from cats or something and you just think how young you were and mm. how how now going into an audition to sing memory for cats someone would just go what are you doing but as a child you go well this is this is the first song you ever get shown or, or played as a piece of musical yeah. theater you know think things that you learn you just you, you don't know it, for i mean for girls it's definitely memory yeah for boys empty chairs at empty tables uh-huh. yeah i well i mean maybe where is love from oliver before you you, you know your, yeah. your, your voice breaks but it's <laughs> um for me it was it's definitely the one that i had to audition Certainly as a young, like a youth person was was empty chairs at empty tables. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, I mean, I know what my first audition for a professional thing was. Go on. And it was when I was I literally the first day that I started stagecoach when I was a kid in in this particular area of Cardiff. There's a, a, a prominent recording studio or there was at the time. And he used to I think I've told this on the show before. He he used to record voices and and vocalists for a cartoon that was based on Nickelodeon in America um called Three Friends and Jerry the the three friends something like Three Friends and Jerry it was it's not a politically correct uh cartoon if you watch any of it on YouTube at the moment stereotypical british characters mm. bad teeth the usual stuff <laughs> um and i sat in his car because they wanted an unbroken voice i sat in his car and learnt by listening to it back on a cassette, a cassette listeners. Aww. Most of the people listening to this won't even know what a cassette is. Um, <laughs> and it, I'm old. but <laughs> And it was a little uh, kind of trampy character, I think it was. <laughs> and it, but I was their son and I can would you, I can sing the yes. song. Yes. Like, oh God. I was just about to say, I really want to hear I that know unbroken this. voice. I know this. <laughs> and it was, um, I'm, I've nothing to know for tea. I'm living in poverty. <laughs> Oh, what can I do? Make soup from my shoe. Won't somebody give me some money? Please, sir. Please, miss. And I had to learn that. That is the genuine... Your Jessica is looking at me absolutely gobsmacked. <laughs> I have no words right now. <laughs> I had to learn that. And then... He, he literally said, right, okay, that's fine. Thank you very much. I got out of the car. He sat there for a minute thinking. He got out of the car and went, yes, I think that'll work very well. And then we... Hang on, you were auditioning in the car? Yeah, yeah. Did you not get that bit? I had to get sat in the car and listen to the thing Sorry, on a tape. Sorry, I must have blanked that bit. You were in the car <laughs> yeah, auditioning. Yeah, it was about 10, 11 maybe. It was... was anyone else with you? Yeah, the guy. No, like a, an adult. Oh, no, my mum was inside. She could see where I was. That's good. Yeah. That's just weird. He could have driven off with you in the car. It was a long time before DBS checks, okay? <laughs> the criminal records check. There's so many things <laughs> now that are just have so I not, wrong. Have I not told the extent of that story on the show before? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't oh, think you've ever told dear. me the full extent of I, that I've one. I've definitely not told you the full extent of the story. So, yeah, anyway, it was. It, I did it. And, 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 a week, and I got the job. And, and a week later... I went in, it might have been but quite a quick turnaround a few days later. And I went into this recording studio. First time I was in a, ever in a recording studio. And I remember it was my first time ever seeing email in action. 
Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because I was recording it on, let's say, the, the Wednesday. And it was on telly. The show that I was recording for was on TV the next day in America on Nickelodeon. So I was like, well, how is it going to get there? And he was like, oh, I, I record it, save it and send it on email. It took about 20 minutes to upload the file. That's what internet used to be like back then. Dialing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then about three or four weeks later, I got a, a, a DVD in the post of the, well, I, oh, it was a VHS to start with. And then I got a DVD of the, the thing or maybe even be a CD-ROM. It might oh, not have been a DVD. Classic. And then it was, and I and I got to watch it. And I and and then about three weeks later, I got another call from America because the Americans were like, "We want the same voice." And I and I did it again for the grand sum of fifty pounds, which actually, wow, as a, as a ten or eleven year old boy, cha ching. <laughs> oh, as a child, that's fantastic. Yeah. Imagine all of the Haribo that you can buy with fifty pounds mm-hmm. back in nineteen. 19- 95 or whenever it was all the kinder eggs all the kinder eggs <gasps> oh, I, yeah. I wasn't really a kinder egg boy i mean this doesn't really count for auditions does it no but yeah. no so yeah me. that was that was like a part that was the first professional audition that mm. i can remember um I, you know i did i maybe went in for oliver when i was a kid or yeah. something and did like summer camps for doing bugsy malone it was always stagecoach it was always stagecoach <laughs> um but yeah I don't. I don't think I was in a um, an audition situation for a professional musical like that. Um, I know my siblings have, have since gone on to do that for the very casting director that the person was talking about. But um, it wasn't a situation I was in, and I don't know. I don't know how I would have coped. It's just a lot of children. It's always mm. intimidating when you're a child and you go into a a, a, a dance audition or singing audition, and, and there's children you don't know. So I can only imagine the anxiety. I mean, I know she says about the anxiety talking to grown-ups as a kid, but talking to other kids as a kid is enough. Yeah. Goodness me. Right then, (laughs) guest. (laughs) Would you like another story that was sent in this week? Yes, please. Okay. Which one to tell you? Do you know what? No, I'm going to tell you this one because there's two (laughs) remarkably that got sent in within about an hour of each other that I had to check weren't from the same person and the same story. Oh, that both involve um, aerosols. Oh, okay. <laughs> Intriguing. I said aerosol, not asked. Never mind. Um, <laughs> this this story was titled "Itchy Pits." Oh, nice! <laughs> I love it this, already. <laughs> this is one of our first panto stories this week. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. She says. I was in for a panto in a North London theatre and we had a song and a dance call. It was the summer. Always casting early pantos. It gets earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? You feel like you step off stage on the 13th of January for your final show and then your first audition Mm -hmm. for ensembles the next day. (laughs) I needed a new deodorant that week as I'd run out and had forgotten to get some. So I left the house that morning on the way to the audition and grabbed one from the pound shop on the way there. (laughs) Not my usual brand, but still one that was quite well known. (laughs) lovely detail (laughs) I got into my dance gear at the venue and applied my DO and off we go into the routines about 20 minutes in I started to notice my armpits were sweating Mm -hmm. that was weird Mm -hmm. I'd applied antiperspirant but I felt really warm I wiped my pits on my top gross I know but gotta do what you gotta do and carried on (laughs) you say yum (laughs) (laughs) about two minutes later I I started sweating a lot again (laughs) But I started to get itchy this time. 
There was a distinct burning sensation coming from my armpits. It was beginning to become very clear that I was having quite a bad allergic reaction. Oh, no. I really wanted this gig, so I carried on and hoped the routines would have enough arm waving and high in the air hand clapping for me to cool down and not feel too bad. It was really uncomfortable and I thought I had it under control, itching and wiping my pits every few minutes. But in a short water break, the choreographer walked over to me, put an arm around me and said, Sarah, are you all right? You're bright red. It turns out the allergic reaction was so bad, all of my skin was an entirely different shade of red. (gasps) I I brushed it off as I was just feeling the heat that day and just about got through the call. I didn't have any breathing issues or serious life-threatening stuff with the allergic reaction, but my pit skin itched for an entire week after. I didn't get the job. They must have thought my stamina was crap, I was really embarrassed, or I just put on too much makeup. I Uh bet your pits are listening... I bet your pits are itching listening to this. I bet your pits are listening. I bet your pits are listening. I bet her pits were listening. Oh, no. That is... Yes, they are itching. That is... That's... You can feel your skin crawl. Well, you've identified yourself as Sarah, but that is... That is horrific. Because if you are so focused on that... I mean... If you were going to buy deodorant and you weren't going to buy the one that you were going to buy normally, don't do it before an audition. Don't do it before something that you need everything to go right because you just know that's when it's going to happen. Yeah. You do, you do, don't you? Don't, yeah. Don't do things that are out of your ordinary routine before going into an audition. <laughs> just don't do it. And I, you've just reminded me uh, of something uh, see, that happened. This is it. I didn't believe this was going to happen with you. But no. every time a guest comes on, they say, oh, no, I don't think I've got many stories for you. Yeah. They go, oh, I've just remembered. It really has tri- like, triggered off a memory for me. This whole show is triggering. I wouldn't I mean, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, hit me. I don't know if you know this or you can remember it. Panto audition. Yeah. Now... I, I can't remember how old I was. It was probably quite fresh out of drama school. Yes, very fresh out of drama school because I was going through having uh, what I would call new teeth. Okay. <laughs> Jessica so, is 85. I must let everyone I'm in. Having my new teeth. <laughs> I got my gums out for the no, show. One of the pieces of advice from drama school upon graduating was that I would have the gap in my teeth. Uh sorted out filled in filled in a bit so i kind of went in the middle bit of blue tack off you go <laughs> basically i kind of went in the middle i didn't get rid of it completely but i closed it in slightly because they were a little bit damaged anyway so i had some cosmetic fillings and at the same time <laughs> i thought well whilst i'm here why not make them you know nice and white and shiny get them whitened and instead of going down the really expensive route of having them done like sat in the dentist chair and really going for it tipex <laughs> you get white nail varnish. <laughs> um, there was like a home professional kit that you could do. I've you... just, I've just remembered. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> There's a home professional kit that you can do, uh, which involves them giving you the the bleachy stuff in a gel form, and then moulding like a, a 
like a, a gum brace, shield, a gum it? shield to fit your teeth. So every night you would squeeze the tube of bleach, oh, the relevant God. strength, into the gum shield, and you would sleep with it in. Now, <laughs> I hate this already. This is terrible. <laughs> I decided the night before an audition, a panto audition for oh, a, I think Jessica. it was a, like a touring company, to do my first batch. In my head, I'm Your thinking first batch, first batch oh, of no, teeth whitening. Oh dear! <laughs> and <laughs> I thought my thought process was, well, if my teeth can look a little bit whiter and shinier, then I'm just going to look, you know, even more like smiling, <laughs> glitzy for the audition. Do you think you're going to walk in with a glow stick in your mouth because your teeth are going to be like like Russell, <laughs> Russell Friends? Friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I knew it wouldn't be that drastic. But I just thought I want to start getting the treatment done, and there was no part of me in my head that thought there would be a problem at all. So anyway, I get up the next morning and I feel like, all right, I've taken the stuff out, cleaned my teeth, done all my routine and I've headed off to the like to travel. And as I'm traveling to the audition, which is probably the arse end of London somewhere, and I've got to do a bus, a train, a tube. And, For uh, anyone yeah. listening overseas, it sounds like all we say is every audition is at the arse end of London. But yeah. it's because it's true. Right. It is true. <laughs> if it's not it in a West End theatre or Pineapple... You've got to travel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so traveling and it's quite a quite a brisk day out. And as I'm walking to find this venue somewhere in a warehouse on the arse end of London, I start thinking, oh, why does why does it my teeth? Why do my teeth feel really like oh god painful? Like why is it every time I open my mouth I feel the wind on my teeth? Oh, that's a horrible feeling. That is the description. And as I got... Really sensitive, is it? Yeah, and as, oh, I got, God. as I got there, I got closer to it. It just got worse and worse and worse. By the time I got to this audition, I, I was in pain. I was in teeth pain. Teeth and pain. Teeth pain. And I had to do a whole call. I had to do... A dance call and uh, oh no! Uh, I had to do a dance call and a like a monologue and a song and everything. I was there for a good couple of hours and it just kept getting worse. And do you know what? I don't think I'd even put two and two together and realised what on earth had happened. <laughs> I was just thinking, why am I in so much pain? What's going on? Oh, and I did everything normal. And I put I the bleach remember, in my face. <laughs> I couldn't remember as well. I'd gone dressed for the part because there was a particular character I knew they were oh. looking for. I had my hair in a top knot. And I can remember just feeling like the picture of the girl that they were looking for. Because by the time I was finished in the dance call, I had my hair in a top knot. I was all bedraggled. And I just felt like I was like this, kind of smiling. And I felt like my teeth were stuck to my lips. And I was in so much pain. And I, I could possibly have had tears running down my face from oh, it. God. And all I could think about was getting out of there and just go, thinking, well, what's happened? And I, I think the whole of that treatment resulted in me continuing with this bleaching without even figuring out what it was. Yeah, this is how silly oh, I am. I worry about uh, you few, so much sometimes. And it just continued building up and building up. My mum had to take me back to the den that, that dentist with like crying one day for an emergency appointment. And he said, oh, well, obviously, you've just got sensitive teeth. I should be giving you the much uh, like lesser of the bleach. Come on, mate. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> But yes, don't do anything out of the normal before going to an audition. I, I can't believe, but I just have this 
I mean, if your pits weren't itching, your gums are tingling now yeah. as well. Yeah, that's... How did you not connect it? I, honestly, sometimes I wonder about myself. <laughs> I think we need to have a serious <laughs> talk after all this. <laughs> this is why you've not been on the show yet. Because <laughs> it's going to fill me with worry. Please don't judge me. We've got a son to look after. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to bleach his teeth. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. we, uh, so, by the way, it's a bit noisy because we're having to hold microphones because I'm not used to recording with somebody else in the same room. I've <laughs> only got one microphone stand up for a desk. Um, so we're both holding our microphones as opposed to anything else. So, <laughs> we used to do a lot of casting for pantomimes, correct? Correct. Correct. And that... That production style, genre, performance genre, mm-hmm. brings with it chaos sometimes in the audition room. Utter chaos. I think because it's such a specific, stylized, traditional type of entertainment in the UK. Mm. Um, and again, our listeners overseas, of which there are many thousands of you, if you're not clued up with pantomime as a performance genre, definitely do some Googling of the very good pantomime footage. You see, like the old ITV is a channel over here. ITV Pantos used to do televised pantos with celebrities and dance acts and variety acts. It's a good reference point. Mm-hmm. Used to love those. There's a panto of Christmas yeah. Eve on BBC Two. It's tiring casting panto yeah. because not only are you there watching... You have to take part in it as well. You have to take part. Every <laughs> audition that you do, you are the audience shouting back. And if you've auditioned 50 people in one day and you're going... Boo! Yeah. By the end of it. <laughs> also, if it's as as it was most times, our script, we know what's coming. We know the jokes that are coming. So you've got to really be on it. A pan- pantomime is a really specific yeah. type of genre. It's like a cartoon come to life. For those of you who don't know, and anyone listening for Britain, if you've ever auditioned for a pantomime, you know, you know, <laughs> you just you, <laughs> you just, just know. know. Anyway, because we used to do that, I asked for lots of panto audition stories. Yes, 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 yes. and I got one. <gasps> Which is fantastic. Now, <laughs> this gentleman uh, sent this in, and I'm just going to read it as he as he as he sent the entire email, not just the story. <gasps> Inspired with bravery by listening to your Davina De Campo episode and the corset story, <gasps> I wanted to share with you my deepest audition outfit embarrassment. Oh. Get ready, guys. Everyone wants to make an impression in an audition. (laughs) Who doesn't? But I proper got it wrong. I'm quite a straight actor. Lots of classical text on my CV. But many years ago, I was called in for a part in a panto where I got it badly wrong. Oh, no. I'd never done a panto before. (laughs) What was it? I knew it was all about big character. So I made a choice. I got to the office and was greeted by a serious-faced lady signing people in. The office didn't feel very theatrical. They had posters of all their old shows adorning the walls, but it felt like I was more in the place from the office, I think he means Dunder Mifflin, than a production company. (laughs) I was told I could head straight into the audition room. I asked where the toilets were, as I wanted to get changed before I went in, and I was shown the way. I got changed and headed straight into the meeting room, 
ready for my first panto audition. I flung the door open and in the biggest character I could said, Hello! In a high voice, only to be greeted by two old gentlemen looking at me with faces like stone. Oh. Because whilst I was in the toilet, I'd changed into a princess dress that I'd stolen from my daughter's dressing up box. I wanted to make them laugh. I wanted to make them smile to show I wasn't only a serious actor. <laughs> I could do comedy too. Oh, amazing. <laughs> they abruptly and rather confusedly welcomed me into the room and asked me to read for the villain. <laughs> I had to stand there and act my best flesh creep. It was Jack and the Beanstalk. Of course. Whilst dressed as Disney sodding Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Too small for a grown adult man princess dress. I was mortified. <laughs> I read it once through. <laughs> the old panel huffed and dismissed me and I just left. I don't think they liked my wacky take on panto humour or attempt at it. I clocked <sighs> eyes with the woman at the desk on the way out who looked absolutely bemused at me, dressed like a princess, as she hadn't seen me go into the room when I'd changed. Amazing. I never got seen by them again, and I still haven't done a panto. <laughs> that's like that's like a like an alternate version of like Clark Kent and Superman going out on the phone box and coming out as a Disney princess. Oh you know what you know where I thought that was going? What? The, the way it was panning out, I thought he'd walked into the wrong meeting room no. and it was an off, like, because you know That would have been I... fine. That would have been, oh, sorry, guys, and walk back out again. Oh, that would have been wonderful. This, this is, this is way worse. <laughs> but come on, like, we've been in that situation. <laughs> we've auditioned, we've auditioned people and people have done weird and wacky things because it is panto. People make choices. That is a choice. And... I would have happened, been all right with that. I would, I would have, have been, been fine. Absolutely fine. But the fact that they were stony faced and confused, come on. It's the come fact that on, you're he producing was... pantomime. It's fun. He was auditioning for the villain. That the is villain. that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, again, would have found it really funny, yeah. really sweet, and probably given you the job. But <laughs> they they clearly were just a bit <sighs> stodgy. Uppity. <laughs> Uppity. That's. Uppity. I thought you said petite. I was like, what? They were clearly petite. <laughs> they were no, uppity. They were just, no. I love take that. it too seriously. I love that so much. Have you ever worn the wrong thing to an audition? Oh, I don't think so. I've gone into <gasps> dance auditions wearing stuff wrong. Yes, uh -oh. me too. Uh oh. Go on. Oh. So you've just reminded me when you asked that question and you just reminded me of something <laughs> else. He, he didn't think I was going to have any stories. No. <laughs> because like, we had one in a show the other week that was you, wasn't it? What? <gasps> you revealed me. Can I just say? Hang on. Can whoa, I whoa, just whoa, whoa, whoa. say? Whoa. Hang you on say, a second. Oh, everyone's anonymous. You said I could tell someone. You but did you, not, did you mean not someone. put it in the show? <laughs> so... You revealed what to everyone. You revealed to everyone my my underwear story. Oh, Kiki! Yes, it was on the Kiki Deville episode. But I told you that. I didn't know you were going to say to everyone on the podcast it was me. <laughs> okay, so what you meant was tell Kiki because we know Kiki. 
Yeah. Don't tell everyone. Thousands of people around the world now know that. And if you haven't listened to Kiki Deville's episode, do listen to it because this I won't spoil it now. But the story is about a thong, and it is hysterical. Oh, I got that wrong. It was the Jess Robinson episode. So if you want to listen to the Jessica to our Jessica's audition story, where a thong is included, then it is the Jess Robinson episode. Sorry, got it wrong. Back to the show. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, apologies. I misunderstood. But also, it's it's absolutely hysterical. It is. And I... one of my wonderful, wonderful memories that I just blush at every time I think about it. I had forgotten until you told me, and it's one of my (laughs) favourite stories we've ever told on this show. The fact that it was you as well, lovely, sweet, innocent Jessica back then, is even funnier. Am I not sweet and innocent now? Well, time's taken its toll on you. (laughs) But anyway, come on, you remember this. I didn't think I'd have any stories because you like we've (laughs) I've probably told you them all. Yeah, go on. So where was I? This this is where you said, have you gone dressed in something? Mm -hmm. So I went to a uh, an audition for a musical. I think it might have been at the Union, maybe. Oh, lovely union. The old, like it was like the old co- union as well. Like I, I remember it being like a Cockney musical or something. I remember I got called in and it was a like a, a full-on kind of, you sing and then you uh, you sing and you do a, a call, a movement call or something. But I wasn't told there was a movement call. Uh, oh. Yeah, alarm bells. Classic don't call us story here. <sighs> I wasn't told. So um, I prepared the song and the songs went the songs went really well, uh, and then they said, "Oh well, there's a there's a call afterwards, or there's another call. Uh, go and get changed." And I was in my head thinking, "Well, I've not got any dance gear with me. Uh-oh. I'd gone dressed in like a little uh, vest top and uh, like three quarter lengths like jean sort of things. It was a lovely summer. I can like, almost picture the outfit oh, that you're wearing. Yeah, and like maybe some small little heels, like casual summer vibes." You know, just a nice audition <laughs> outfit. Nice audition um, outfit. But there was absolutely no mention of a dance call at all. Um, I would have dreaded it anyway, but I would have certainly brought some clothes. I had to do that dance call in these jeans. And these jeans, you know when you've got a pair of jeans that, you know, they start off the day and they fit you well, but actually they're, you know, they're from Primani. And once you've been moving around in them, they stretch and then they start falling down. So I was doing this dance call and at the end of it, I couldn't complete any sequences or movements because I was having to hold my jeans up (laughs) and stop them from falling down. (laughs) I ended up emailing them afterwards going, I'm really sorry that I just couldn't finish your audition, your dance call, but I was wearing jeans. I wouldn't normally turn up in jeans, but you didn't tell me. It's our old friend, lack of communication again, Jess, isn't it? But you know what? I said to you, I remember saying this to you. I said, I am never, ever turning up to any audition ever again without my bag of dance clothes. Mm-hmm. Just in case, just in case they change their mind on the day and go, you, you, dance. <laughs> be prepared. Exactly. Be prepared for anything. Be prepared. For, for sure, be prepared. Would you like me to lead you on? to a, um, a a story that I was sent in about another aerosol that ties in very well to be prepared for your audition. Sure. <laughs> if you're listening at home, for me, this is the story that we've been waiting for. Oh. This is the kind of story I have been waiting for. It is so simple. It is so pure. 
I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He says, this was sent in by a listener on Mm. Instagram. Uh, In our DMs, you can DM your stories to us. You don't have to email them. I'll take them anytime. It's fine. At Don't Call Us Pod. (laughs) Smooth. Smooth. I've got got to plug it, Jess. Got to plug it. He says, this has to come under too tired to function stories. (laughs) (laughs) I was called in for a dance call for a Christmas show. All great. It's my bag usually, but I was having to work all hours at my normal job at a bar in town to make ends meet. After a long night at work, the night just before the dance call, I realised I must have tweaked my back and it was quite sore. I thought a hot bath heading home to treat my sore back before sleep and then a hot water bottle before bed and I'd be good to go. I thought nothing else of it. Uh-oh. In my cosy hot water bottle tired haze, I woke up later than I wanted to the next day and was behind schedule straight away. So I got out of bed, grabbed my gym bag, deodorant, dance shoes and water and dashed out the door straight to the dance call. I got to the studio headed to get changed and sprayed myself with aerosol to smell fresh and get ready for the dance call. Mm. I hadn't showered. That's stronger than I remember my spray being, I thought to myself. And then it hit me. In my tired haze, I hadn't grabbed deodorant at all. But the can of deep heat (gasps) I used on my back the night before. It was awful. It's not pleasant the best of times, but I sprayed it all over my body like the (gasps) impulse advert. It really stings your bits, don't you know? Oh, your bits! (laughs) I was buzzing all over my body and I had to do the dance call. (laughs) I got cut pretty quickly, as a matter of fact. Maybe it was my body making me move more than normal. (laughs) Maybe it was the smell of deep heat penetrating the aircon in the dance room. But it certainly woke me up. I've always paid much more attention going into dance calls now. Especially of what I pick up and put in my bag before I leave. <laughs> that is my worst nightmare. I've always said, wonder one day if I accidentally day, pick up that deep heat. And one put it day on. it's going to happen. Oh, poor thing. Oh, I've been waiting for someone to do that. <laughs> that is a sticky situation, team. <gasps> Tingly. Tingly, sticky, prickly. It's a prickly situation, deep heat. If anyone doesn't know deep heat, deep heat is a spray that warms you to help with muscle pains and stuff. Oh. So the perfect remedy after a bath to, to put your back in a, in a relaxed state if you've tweaked a back or a muscle or something, that is brilliant and terrible at the same oh, time. Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> and I say that with a really sore shoulder at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're big fans of deep heat here in this house right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Thank you so much for sending that oh. in, sir, who will go unnamed in the podcast. Oh, oh, Jessica, have you ever had anything like that happen where you've <laughs> an injury has caused you a uh, an issue, maybe, shall we say? I, d- I don't think it has for me. Uh, I'm wondering if it has for you. Hmm. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I'm always injured at somewhere injured, or another. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I wasn't expecting you to go yes and then go into one. Go on. <laughs> oh, this is a this will be a quick one. Okay, it's a really quick one. <laughs> um, auditioning for drama school. 
Oh, br- oh, brilliant. Uh, this is a subcategory of audition stories yeah. that I didn't know I wanted when we started this production. I love them. Yes. Hit me. It's the best. And you, never, you always forget these stories yes, until, you until, you, until you remember them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a mouthful of tea then. It's <laughs> late at night. It's currently now technically the day this podcast goes out. That's brilliant. Brilliant. So, a drama school audition. I can't quite remember. It might have been arts ed, something like that. Someone with a somewhere with a really big dance course, somewhere really dance heavy, musical theatre course. Uh, and I was uh, in pain because I had <laughs> I had I had um, a weird neck muscle spasm thing going on, and it was in half in spasm. Uh, consistently and I was in pain and I was taking codeine oh oh wow the serious stuff so I was I was having to take I was having to take codeine to stop the pain and try and just get me through life um I mean I was about 18 at this point as well I mean it's pretty pretty young to be having these problems a long time ago yeah yeah and um I remember I I, I remember um (laughs) trying to do dance call absolutely dosed up on painkillers oh that's and dangerous I'm not, though i'm not a great dancer at the best of times but i all i can remember of this blurry hazy audition oh, no. is consistently being one step behind everybody else and having absolutely no control over it and knowing that i was as well <laughs> like but i couldn't do anything about it and in my head i was just going oh well that's that then Oh, you were that young doing that, though. I know. I, know. I mean, I, that made you sound like you were popping pills. You weren't. No, I was. I was. I was properly prescribed them oh, and everything. But they are. They are strong stuff, and it's is, quite young. To it's be a strong thing to go into a dance call yes, being on. But think, my neck was in half spasm the whole time. Like it was like it was awful, awful. Anyway, step that, turn, turn, kick, step turn, kick. Yeah. <laughs> I was still pirouetting and turning and everyone had left to go on to the singing call. <laughs> so as we near the end of the show, Jessica, mm-hmm. as a, a regular listener, it feels like you won a competition coming on. <laughs> competition winner! Competition winner! <laughs> oh dear, that's just a look into our married life, this competition winner! Um... As we near the end of the episode, mm-hmm. we always end by asking our guests if they're a performer, uh-huh. what would your audition addition be? Ooh. And if they are the other side of the table, a casting director, a writer, what would you remove from the process to make it better? So I would like to ask you both. Uh. Let's start with addition. What would your audition addition be? It's Can't tricky. just say gin and tonic. Most people just say booze. I know. I, I've loved so many peoples. I love the cat. I love tea and biscuits. Yeah. Um... I, I've loved the panic button. <laughs> Alex, Alex's panic button has been mentioned almost every episode. 26 I know, episodes the going. The panic button, but that's for me something that I would possibly want is. <clears throat> a is panic like, button. It's, you know, when you have those moments where you literally think, I wish the ground would swallow me up right now. If, the, if yeah, that could actually yeah, happen, yeah. an earthquake could, and you fall down a hole, mm. and you, it never happened. I would love, I would love that. Um, Shout out to Will and Alex, episode two. If you haven't listened to episode two, genuinely one of the funniest episodes that we've had on. Will Henry and Alexander Capon, the two gentlemen behind the Across the Pond NFL podcast. Shout out Mm. to Across the Pond NFL. One of the best stories, The Onion Story. Oh, The Onion Story. Good Lord. In the next couple of weeks, listeners, we're going to be doing a highlight of the first 
portion of the series so far and the onion story is going to headline that episode i can't wait <laughs> i love the oh my god the onion story is brilliant anyway back to the audition edition Sorry. what yes. would your audition be come on wife come on uh addition uh it would be it would be i think someone said a cup of tea in a chat at the beginning having a chat a chat before you go in yeah is yeah, always yeah, yeah. is always so good um something welcoming something welcoming <sighs> party popper every time someone comes in the door <laughs> an air horn that would just make you wet yourself yeah yeah it? yeah <laughs> which if you're already quite nervous for the auditions it's, a bit, it's gonna ruin your day isn't it oh do you know what i would okay all right um oh this is a remove that's fine okay this it. is a remove you've said so, you want something welcome and you like that yeah, so, yeah. so your your, your audition removal remove, what would you okay so as a performer sometimes the walk through the door to the piano or the table seems to last a lifetime and if you're wearing heels and you're making a click clacky noise and as a girl who doesn't wear heels very often apart from auditions yes because i'm short yes and hates it no because i can't walk in heels um (laughs) and you're told you must wear heels to go on audition and be a musical theater um that walk is often where you feel the most judged yeah, you that's a very are, good point. Like, and if you if you can't walk in your heels, that again you are being judged, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like me. But that often feels like it lasts a lifetime. So maybe uh, cutting the space between the piano and the door. That's so a, it's that's right a really next good idea. To the door, yeah, that's a good or idea. just creating like a, I don't know, maybe like a you could bounce down a slide or something <gasps> could we slide into the audition room how much fun would that be so you don't slide into the casting director's dms but you slide into the just audition room. down a big inflatable slide and then you're there and you've just had the most amazing entrance Whee! yeah that's my audition done okay inflatable slide into the room and this you just... is fantastic <laughs> i thought the addition of an actual cat to the audition room a hidden bar a panic button, a second pianist, Josh added, which I quite like. That, that was a good idea. That was really good. No, no, I have you, my beautiful wife, my wonderful co-worker, my incredible peer, and the person I look up to the most, a bloody slide. Good things, no, but I, I really that's want. fantastic. I love it. Oh, I can you imagine? Fantastic. Can you imagine how much fun you'd have? Now, are we talking? Bear in mind, listeners, we have an eighteen-month-old baby, so slides <laughs> slides are very much in our day to day at oh, the moment. Life right now. Life. Um, what kind of slide are we talking? Are we talking like death drop slide, like in mm. um, like you know where you sit in almost like a potato sack and you go down it? Are you talking <gasps> an inflatable slide? Are we talking a like a helter skelter? I need deets on the slides. I think it all depends what you're auditioning for. Okay. Um, so musical theatre, you're going well, to Helter Skelter. Yeah, if it's Barnum, it's Helter Skelter, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it all depends on the theme. I mean, you know, if you're going for something that's, you know, water-based, you're going to go down a water slide. Oh. So Waterworld the musical, you're going down the slide on the Royal Caribbean ships. Yeah, yeah okay, right, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Oh, dear. And if it's a, like a, an eight-hour epic, you're going down the orbit slide in Stratford. Best slide ever. Best slide ever. Okay. Okay. Good Lord. A slide. You did not expect me to say that. And if I'm honest, I had no idea that was going to come out of my mouth. Really good. And what would your removal be? The slide. The slide. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Your audition edition will be a slide. And as a a casting director, your audition removal, just get rid of it. (laughs) 
forever. As a casting director, what would I... Can you imagine if you turned up to a venue and go, I've set it up for the auditions, I've got the slide out, (laughs) and you just go, no. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell, I've got to put it away now. (laughs) Oh, God, I think we have to finish there. And there we go. That was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You with my fabulous, wonderful, sat beside me still guest, <laughs> Jessica Bartlett-Wolver. It's not awkward at all. No. I'm still here. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd hear what I'd say about you anyway, because you'd listen to the show. Well, I live here. And, and you live here, yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I've That's loved okay. it. Do you enjoy it? Oh, I've loved it. I love listening to this every week and I'm so glad that you finally let me come and play. Don't say finally <laughs> let you. It sounds like I've barred you out like an animal in a cage. <laughs> but I, re- I really have enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> I've really enjoyed listening to it. And every Aww. time I've listened each week, I've gone, oh, I really wish I could go and go on and have some fun with you. Well, if anyone out there is thinking the same thing, then the way you get involved in the show is by emailing your audition stories completely anonymously to don'tcalluspod at gmail. Dot com. And if you've got friends who've told you these kind of stories in the past, make mm-hmm. sure you tag them in a tweet, tell them to get involved. And if they say they do, they will or they want to, make sure you chase them up because we've got some fantastic guests recording in the next few weeks and just after Christmas as well. We're going to have the two actors walk into a bar podcast, guys, that I was a guest on last week. Join us in January. We've got some really cool directors and some amazing international guests as well, but more details to come if you uh, if you oh, go on i, I interrupted say, you as i say and if you haven't listened oh, to yeah. all the other episodes yet go and listen to them all because they're fantastic how oh. many, is, is it 20 we're on this is episode 26 26 i so, can't yeah. believe you've done 26 episodes already it's crazy mm. yeah it's pretty good isn't it it's brilliant it's pretty good oh, i'm proud of you we have <laughs> i will say this we have had lots of people asking us how they can support the show mm. the simple answer is review us and tag us at, on social media at don't call us pod and if you are on apple podcasts head to the podcast app and review the show pop five stars and then write a little review it genuinely helps the algorithms and helps us reach people in new countries uh, who might fancy listening to this show. I have one thing to plug, Jessica. Oh, you do? On Wednesday the 16th of ah, December, yes. myself, John Webb Carter, and former guest of this parish, Thomas Mitchells, wonderfully <laughs> funny Thomas Mitchells, have joined forces to, live on Zoom, create Drink Along a Panto. Uh-oh. That's right. Myself and Jessica's scripts are getting a fresh new life in the form <laughs> of a live script read that turns into a drinking game. Best part about going to a pantomime is drinking when you're an adult <laughs> and laughing at the silly jokes after a gin or tonic or three. And we have turned our scripts into a drinking game. So you can drink along or you can just watch the chaos. It is only £5 per ticket, which is per household as well. Details on at Panto Drink Along. I will put them in the episode description. It is one of the funniest nights I have been part of. None of the cast know what show they're reading. None of the cast know what parts they're playing until they open the script in front of your eyes and we head off on a wonderful panto adventure (laughs) and characters turn to mush by the end of it. It's all responsibly done, (laughs) all COVID safe because you're in your own home. Please drink responsibly should you wish to drink along with us. If not, a cup of tea and a jammy heart from Greg's is absolutely Uh, fine. Are you going to be watching? Yeah. If Robin's asleep in time, you'll be watching. Oh, we'll be 
putting him to bed as early as yeah, possible. 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> night, night, boy. Night, night, night boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear him quiet. It's fine. Thank you very much for joining me, Jessica. Have you enjoyed it? I've loved it. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's mate. It's fine. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm, it's awkward having you here and I love every second. <laughs> Please catch up on the show. Tell your friends all that shebang. You know it. I really appreciate your support of the show. We will see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Would you like to remind everyone to wash their hands and wear the mask and stay indoors? I would. Thank you. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> That's all from us here at the team of Don't Call Us. We'll call you. Good night. Bye. Bye.